What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Wolfpack Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Clemens. Here with me, as always, are my two co-hosts, Mike LaPlante and Ike Bonnie. What's going on, guys? What up? Not much. How about you? And Ike, you never actually answer his question. You just nope. answer it with another question. <laughs> this, this is true. So how are you doing, Ike? <laughs> I'm good, man. <laughs> I'm hanging in there. Pretty good for a Tuesday. How about you, Mr. Pineapple? <laughs> I'm uh, just fruity, you know? of course <laughs> right on <laughs> uh yeah guys today we're gonna get into uh we're each gonna give you five guys that we are walking away with in all our drafts this season hopefully anyways but uh before we get into that i want to tell you guys about something that's new over at uh fantasy sixpack.net and that's memberships um for just ten dollars a month guys you get access to the cheat sheet and projections tool that we have Access to the Fantasy Six Pack Discord, direct access to our Fantasy Six Pack team, weekly AMAs, custom advice, and a bunch of other stuff. Like I said, just for ten dollars a month, it's it's just a great value. It is uh, a great value, and, and you get to have fun with us on the Discord channel. Mm-hmm, no doubt. I mean, no one's talking to Ike though. No one wants to talk to Ike. <laughs> I don't think I posted in there yet. <laughs> See, this is why no one wants to talk to you. But uh, yeah, but before we get started, also, please uh, hop on uh, the Fantasy Six Pack YouTube channel, like and subscribe and all that good jazz. It really helps us out. We appreciate it. Um, But let's jump right into it. Um, Let's start with you, LaPlante, this time. I know I started last week. Let's give you the honors this time. Give us your first guy that you want to leave every one of your drafts with. Lucky, lucky me. All right. So first one is... Um, and I know I can I can recall very vividly uh, your description of Mike Evans last year that you you wanted nothing to do with him, but man, this year I, I want everything to do with him. Um, he's going right now as 20th overall p- uh, player in sleeper, wide receiver 10. All right, now it is early. All right, but I am completely fine with this guy being my wide receiver one this year, and that's right around mid third round. So. You could be grabbing him as possibly your wide receiver two or your wide receiver one coming off of back-to-back running back picks. I'm in love with that draft strategy um, going into this year. A uh, couple of players he's kind of going around. Leonard Fournette, Keenan Allen, Kyle Pitts, A.J. Brown, uh, Mahomes, and Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, the one case I can kind of make right there is, I mean – maybe Kyle Pitts because he's in that top tier of tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's really only you really want to be going for it in that tier right there. Um, a little risky got, to this quarterback. Uh, a little risky, yes. But I, you're really picking him because he's that top tier of tight ends, and that's it. Um, and you know he's probably not making it back to you in that middle of that third round to the next fourth round. Uh, but simple as this. There's no Gronk anymore. Uh, at least until they call him back or Tom Brady calls him back. Not have, he's gone. Over <laughs> under over under week ten. He's gone. <laughs> really? He's probably, so, huh? It's probably over week ten. He just doesn't want to go to training camp and do all the work. <laughs> um remember there yeah, was a time he, he taped I don't blame him. He, he taped his workout videos, remember, and he just kind of sent in he taped his workout videos in different shirts just so he can send in uh, different workout videos on different days and he didn't have to do the workouts. <laughs> I yeah, he's, he's pretty wild. messed up. But uh, also, Chris Godwin's out for six weeks. Um, just a little bit of information here for you. Dude's had a thousand receiving yards every every year he's been in the league. Um, he's got double digit upside this year. And plus, since he's been in the league in the eight years, he's finished as a wide receiver one four of the eight years, and the other four years he finished as a wide receiver two. And one of those wide receiver two finishes was wide receiver thirteen. So it was right there at almost to have a fifth wide receiver one finish. So I'm. He, He's my guy this year, at least, you know, early rounds I want to leave with in every draft. But, uh, I mean, any kind of comments, concerns? I agree. I like Evans this year. I don't really? hate it. I don't hate him this year. Last year, definitely, uh, I definitely didn't like him. But like you said, the weapons are a little bit more depleted now. I, we talked pre-show about this a little bit. He bothers me with some of his inconsistencies. But like I said, it was better last year. 
Um, he scored under six fantasy points only four times. I know it was worse previous years, but then it was also previous years was the injury. You know, his hamstrings were always bo- seemed to be bothering him. But last year he only missed one game, so he kind of shut me up a little bit. Like <laughs> I said, he's the clear-cut number one in this offense. He's just not someone that you love that going I, up to the I'm, board to pick. Yes, I don't really want him as my wide receiver one. He's got a boring as, name. If I, I can it. get him as my wide receiver two, I'd, lo- I'd love it, guys. But as my it's wide Mike receiver Davis one. It's Mike Davis as a receiver. I get it. <laughs> Mike Evans. Not, not quite. <laughs> you won't flop that. No, with, with, with the name. It's just mm. a boring that, name. That's Mike right. Evans. I hear um, but just before we move on to Ike, because Ike's got a fan, Dean wants to be signed up for talking to him. <laughs> Dean wants to sign up for talking to you. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> but uh, Ike, we'll move on to you. Who's your uh, player you want to leave in every draft this year? Well, since you did wide receiver, I will also do wide receiver. And I did T. Higgins. You do your own thing, man. Personal favorite, man. But he's going as wide receiver 12, which is behind – A.J. Brown, which just pisses me off. I don't know why, but it does. He's a run-first offense. He's also behind Mike Evans. Is he, though? I I, I was going to let you continue. I was just kind of saying he he has a wide receiver one. That's all. I mean, he missed three games last year and was averaging more targets than Jamar Chase throughout the year. So, I mean, if you think Jamar Chase is going to easily beat him out this year, you could be wrong. It was only by 0.4, by the way. I should probably point that out, but still, averaged more. <laughs> I feel I, like I, touchdown regression in a positive way is coming for Higgins. This he only year. got six, yes. if I believe. So, and when they in this offense, eight to ten, eight to ten is what I would think. Jamar Chase was around 14, 15, right? Yes, Last and a lot year. of more big plays. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we can nitpick all day. I just wanted to just put that in there because that is the one thing with drafting T Higgins that I'm sure everyone's aware of, you know, the term wide receiver two is thrown around with him and automatically you assume, all right, he's going to have a smaller target share than Jamar chase. But as I just stated out right there, that's not the case. One a one B man. There's plenty of times where Jamar chase actually out targeted uh, Higgins and he actually didn't he finish with more targets on the year. Jamar Chase it? did because Higgins. But it was, was only out. by it was only by like fifteen though. And Eighteen like said, and eight. Higgins have if he played the whole year he would have got exactly. like five more targets or something like that. Jamar else. Chase made his uh, game on efficiency. He didn't need the volume to to finish where he was. T Higgins was the volume guy in this offense. So I I get where you're coming from. But I mean. It sounds like uh, we're we're pretty sold on T Higgins now. I, I want to yeah. know who's who who's your guy, Dylan. I'm a little deeper here than you guys are. All right, so don't judge me. But it's Christian Kirk, guys. Uh, I get it. He signed that silly, stupid contract this offseason, but that shouldn't affect. I mean, his he did value. That's the great. Money. Were silly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> guys, he just took what was given. He's going as the 110th player off the board at wide receiver 47. I just have to say he finished as wide receiver 26 last year and averaged 12 and a half fantasy points per game in PPR, which is very solid. Am I right? So I, I get it. The quarterback he's downgrading, getting Trevor Lawrence as his quarterback, but 26 spots in draft that it, that doesn't make any sense to me. Just say who he's going around. Chase Claypool, Michael Carter, Christian Watson, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony. I mean, Kadarius Tony has a little bit more upside than Kirk probably does. More risk too, though. Yeah, no doubt. Kirk is probably a guarantee to see 120 targets. You know, I I I feel like he's the clear cut. I know some people are going to try to chime in and say like uh, Marvin Jones is the number one. He was with Trevor Lawrence (laughs) last year. Ew. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's Kirk Barnon. I could see 120, 130 targets from this guy, and maybe we'll see him crack a thousand yards this time for the first time in his career. What do you guys Dude, if he gets that many targets easily. Yeah, this the stink of Urban Meyer is finally gonna be away with this team. Um, Trevor Lawrence, he, he should bounce back. I mean, this is the guy. I mean, coming out of college, he was compared to Andrew Luck, uh, Peyton Manning. 
that type of uh, superstar potential with this guy. So I expect a bounce back year, and it was just a, a lot for a rookie uh, to maintain last year with Urban Meyer's circus rolling into town. Yeah, say um, what you thought about if you think Doug Peterson is a great coach, but the guy won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles as his quarterback. So he's better than Urban Meyer, guys. Trevor Trevor Lawrence is but is gonna have a better season. Especially since you can't rely on Etienne for 20 carries, they have to be throwing 30 plus times a game, which Mm -hmm. only benefits Kirk even more. Dean giving you a little love. (laughs) Yes, sir, Dino. Yes, I Ike just give me a little drive by about uh Chris of uh Travis Etienne there. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise there. He's gonna take his shots. <laughs> but uh, uh Vlad, how about you give us your second guy here? All right, so the second guy I'm leaving with in every draft this year. Uh, we're gonna switch it up and go to running back this time. Um, spoiler alert, I did not do tight ends. Um, they're very bad this year. If you're gonna go tight ends, go early <laughs> or just take a dart late. <laughs> Oh, we got um, the tight end later. Oh yes, they'll give you the they'll give you the lowdown. But uh, my player this year is J.K. Dobbins. Um, again, I get it. He's going early, uh, a, a little bit early. You know, he's going to ADP forty fifth on sleeper overall. But running back twenty two. Um, running backs are flying off the walls fast and early in drafts, guys. And this guy coming around in you know the fourth round. You could have went running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, and here's your here's your RB two that could be potentially an RB one in what looks like supposed to be a run heavy offense this year. All right, um, a couple of players kind of going around his range are Josh Jacobs, DK Metcalf, Brees Hall, um, Ike's boy DJ Moore, and uh, then D- Dylan's boy. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's true until you prove it wrong, and then Dylan's new boy Travis Etienne. Um, I mean, compared to Josh Jacobs, I'm taking Dobbins all day. The guy Dobbins, uh, if he gets the full workload, RB one all day. Josh Jacobs, Jacobs gets targets though. Last year, the coaching change, I guess. Plus, they declined his fifth year option. I'm not feeling it with Josh Jacobs this year. I'm sorry, and it's kind of like I'm not feeling with DK Metcalf. I'm getting Um, antsy here. Let me have him. Let me have him. you, You let me. All right. Go ahead. Go, I'll, I'll let you go. Take your shot. He's not going to get the full workload, though, Mike. You know they like to use Gus Edwards, and no Gus matter Russ. what running back they put in that scheme, they're going to average five yards per carry. I like Dobbins, but I don't think you can rely on him getting consistently 15 to 20 touches. Yeah, it's going to be hard to, me get, yeah. to get that I'm much. thinking like 12 to 15, and then you're seeing Gus get probably 10. and a lot Most of, of the goal line? I don't want to say most of the goal line because I really think it just depends on whose drive that is as the running back in at that point. To be honest. Plus, Lamar is there to take it away, too. Exactly. And Lamar saw a career low in rushing touchdowns last year. So you'd like to think that that's going to come up as well. That's my pretty much my only rebuttal on Dobbins, Mike, obviously. I get that. I mean, I mean, this offense last year, they threw it 600 times. There's no doubt about that. That's got to um, go down. It's going to go down because that was due to injury. Um, it was Their defense mainly was shit last year. Because of <laughs> yeah. injuries. Yes. So that's not the team they want to beat. They only adapted because that's what they had to be. This mm-hmm. is a team that runs the ball 500 to 600 times. All right. Now, I get that. Lamar Jackson's going to eat into the ceiling a little bit with the rushing touchdowns. All right. But J.K. Dobbins, in his rookie year, was number one in breakaway percentage, meaning he was most likely to break away for a run of 15-plus yards. That's better than Nick Chubb in 2020. And Nick Chubb in 2020 was a beast. Still is um, a beast. And st- exactly. Still is a beast. And he beat him out for the percentage that he breaks out uh, those 15-plus yard tackles. So this guy is just a lightning bolt in a bottle. He's very efficient with his touches. We saw that his rookie year. Now, yeah, I get is. it. I, yeah, he's, I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. He's coming off the ACL tear. I mean, thank God to modern technology, the ACL tear isn't as bad as what it used to be. But again, Gus Edwards is coming off the same injury, if I rem- uh, remember correctly, and he may not be ready. I mean, he's a little older than J.K. Dobbins, also. So that recovery process may take just a tad bit longer for him. Meanwhile, J.K. is getting in the reps. Um, he's only being drafted two spots ahead where he finished in 2020 as a rookie 
uh, as running back 24. I mean, you're getting him at his floor, and he could be a breakout candidate this year. Other than that, I'm pretty much done with J.K. Dobbins explaining my case with him. He could be very good. I don't definitely don't hate him, man. I just wanted to play yeah, little. I just wanted to give a little bit of devil's advocate there to you. No, I completely get that. That's why I let you go into you know because knowing you, you might have forgot what you were going to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Ike, why don't you give us your second guy here? Go ahead. I will do another running back and Tony Pollard as running back thirty-one. He's supposed to see increased use. It's because you like Zeke Seldon. (laughs) (laughs) He's going around Devin Singletary, Chase Edmonds, Ken Walker. Yuck, he lost his starting job already, the Rashad Penny. And Damian Harris, who might lose his job to Ramondre Stevenson. So, I mean, with increased usage, Zeke could be on his last legs, maybe. I don't know, man. He's. I don't know, man. He's gotten injured a lot. But he doesn't miss games. Like, that's the problem. He probably should have if he's injured. Yeah, but he does. Because then you're just ruining it. But, anyways, Pollard finished as running back 28. And if he gets increased usage, he'll easily beat out running back 31. I'm just glad you're not telling me that Tony Pollard's a better running back than Ezekiel. No, 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 no. Like a bunch of other fantasy analysts that I listen to. It just, he'll get more, he'll get the receiving work more, maybe, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. PPR, I think he'll be great. Okay. What do you think, LaPlante? He's a late-round guy. If you're going, you know, zero RB style, he's definitely a guy Oof. you want to get. Um, Fuck, I was going to get flex. I mean, like, no, I'm saying just because he's he's going the later style to where you can stack up you. on wide receivers and other positions and get him as, like, maybe an RB2, RB3, like you said. You're potentially looking at if Zeke is injured. He he will just slide right in, guys. And he is, like, the number one handcuff, I've <laughs> I mean, it's him. Melvin Gordon's there, too. I'm sorry, he's not, though, guys. Zeke doesn't miss games. That's why. He doesn't miss games. But he doesn't need Zeke to miss games to be relevant. I I get that. But if he does miss games, that means Pollard is instantly 20 touches a game, probably. Yeah, I agree with that. I I, I, I agree with that, Ike. But, like, to go back to what you said earlier, that you would be okay putting him in a flex. That gives me the heebie-jeebies a little bit. Because I don't think it's gonna he's going to be able to put up consistent numbers week in and week out. I think he's going to have games where he'll I feel like you're in a 12-team league for flex, for sure, because that because you're looking at 10 points as flex is solid, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's easy to get for him. Yeah, I... You're kind of hot and cold here, LaPlan. I need you to pick a side. <laughs> I'm, the thing is, is he's going around RB31, and I, I'm i going to give a spoiler alert here, but he's going around one of my guys, Kareem Hunt, at RB30. I'm sorry. I'm taking Hunt all day over Tony Pollard. Interesting. At, at, as that handcuff. We've seen it from Kareem Hunt before. If, you know, if Chubb goes down, he finishes as an RB1. If he doesn't go down, he is a solid flex play. He's not a sketchy flex play like Tony Pollard. But so he's I'm, getting increased usage, so maybe Tony Pollard is that ne- the next Kareem Hunt or something along those lines. He could be. He could be. Um, but this is an offense that, I mean, it does run through Zeke. Um, at least with the Browns, the offense runs through Kareem Hunt a little bit. Uh, the offense doesn't run through Tony Pollard. They also have no weapons in Cleveland, by the way. Even more reason to go for Kareem Hunt. And probably not a quarterback, so. <laughs> That's awesome. Even true. more uh, reason. Unless, yeah, unless you count Jacoby Brissett. Well, LaPlante, since you're, you brought him up, let's just segue right into it. I know it was my turn, but why don't you give your lowdown on Kareem Hunt here? All right, so we'll go into uh, my player sneak peek here. Kareem Hunt, I already gave it away. Um, he's going around ADP 81 overall. Like I said, RB30, so just the running back before Tony Pollard, and it should stay that way, if not go up, because this is criminally insane value for Kareem Hunt. Um, I just said it. He he was an RB1 um, before the injury last year. He finished as an RB1 in the year that Chubb had his injury, Um, and he's going as RB30, guys, around Devontae Smith. Um, Keith's boy, Rashard Bateman. Um, I, I just like Kareem Hunt a little bit better than Bateman. Sorry, man. Um, Cordell Patterson, Garrett Wilson, Dawson Knox, Tyler Lockett. Like, give me Kareem Hunt all day. This is a guy, like, if we're going to talk about hypotheticals and injuries here, which 
we're never praying for any injury to any player. We want the best for all of them. But if Chubb goes down, oh my gosh, Cream Hunt is a league winner all day, every what day. What if he gets traded, though? If he gets traded, he can go Even to a team better. I but love to where? Where can he go to be a starter? I mean, if he goes to the Tell Eagles, me. I know that I know they got Miles Sanders, but I'm telling you right now, they're using Cream Hunt more. Miles Sanders doesn't go away, though. He doesn't, though, but Cream Hunt's the focal piece. I actually I wouldn't know, mind. Tony I know Pollard's they, not the focal piece. I'm sorry. No, I know. No. I know That's they just why. drafted Damian Pierce, but the Texans, he'd be awesome with the Texans, man. That'd be a good fit. But That's about yeah. it, though, really, I feel like. Yeah. I'd take it, him on the Bears. It's yeah. it's just it's stupid value, in my opinion, for Kareem Hunt, going as RB30. Uh, like I said, going around Cordell Patterson, look, I, I get it with Cordell Patterson. He doesn't have as many miles. Um, we want to argue about his quarterback. That offense is going to be bad this year. Yeah. <laughs> Cordell is probably going to lose touchdowns. <laughs> He's going to have some regression this year. It's not like he can positively regress. I don't want anymore. anything to do with Cordell. So, I mean, give me Kareem Hunt all day. But let's bounce back to your player, Dylan, for number four. Travis Etienne, guys. Mm-hmm. I've been If you've been listening the last few episodes of the podcast, you already know that I'm all in on Travis Etienne going as the 48th player off the board, RB23. Yes, I know he's coming off the Liz Frank injury, and it's not great. But it's by the time he plays, it's going to be like 18 months removed, guys. And that's that should be plenty of time to get it healed. He's got chemistry already with Trevor Lawrence from back in with Clemson. Um, James Robinson is coming off an Achilles injury. Uh, so he pretty much has the backfield to himself besides Snoop Connor for, I'd assume, the first – few weeks of the season at least they can handle all that though no i'm there wasn't many times where he saw 20 plus touches in a college game i don't think that's ever in his future man but they're lining him up everywhere kind of similar to what you said about tony pollard sure but i feel like etn's the lead guy so i could see like four five six targets a game you know and 12 carries and the big thing with etn and you know this, like you're kind of the college guy here more than the plant myself, but he's a big play waiting to happen. Dude, in college, I was, this is rookie year. I was so high on him. I liked him more than Najee Harris, mm-hmm. but obviously he got his he, injury. Didn't he finish with Clemson's most touchdowns for a running back? Most receptions as well. Yep. He was up there in yards. He was up there in everything. Yep. Um, but he's going around guys like Josh Jacobs, who I feel ETN just has war upside. Dobbins, LaPlante. I could see arguments from both sides. I'm sure you'll take Dobbins. I'll take ETN. I get it. That's fine. Um, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, and Brees Hall. I'm taking ETN over Brees Hall, too, to be honest with you, because of the oh, passing shit. game work That's as well. Tough. It's probably, yeah, it's it's really close, <laughs> but I'm also higher on Michael Carter than most are, and I think he's going to eat into more of Brees Hall's workload than people think. Yeah, they're both not on the greatest offenses. Both of them are supposed to take jumps this year. I mean, which one's going to be that jump? Which one's which one's going to be the Bengals this year? That's going to take that leap that no one expects them to be. Hopefully, for fantasy purposes, dog. Sorry to interrupt you. Hopefully, it's both teams. That that would be superb. Yes. Um, one little thing here that I because I was kind of trying to do a little you know research on Liz Frank's here. Um, some. Past Liz Frank injuries, it looks like uh, Julio Jones fractured his Liz Frank in 2013. His next two seasons were career best at the time, albeit with Roddy White retiring. Um, Brian Westbrook had a Liz Frank injury in 2005, apparently had his next uh, two best careers after that, Uh, best career rushing years after that. Um, Now, it's not all, you know, ups. There are some like Darren McFadden. Um, That's Brian I thought had one, right? Uh, I, I'm not seeing Des Bryant. I thought he had one on there. It could have been something different. Cedric Benson had one. Um, oh, no, Dylan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and MJD had one. Uh, Maurice Jones drew. Uh, Le'Veon Bell had one. So, I mean, it can work both ways. Like I said, thankful for medical technology nowadays. No Hopefully doubt. it's pointed in the, in the, in the positive direction for him. And it's good that, like I said, it's been like 18 months cause he injured it in training camp last year. And there was that rumors happen. that he could have came back at the end of the season last year, but why, what, what kind of can't do that? Yeah. Um, no point. 
Not with that circus in town. Uh, do you guys want me to go back to back now since we skipped me, or do you want me to toss it over to somebody else here? Uh, just go to Ike and then bounce it back to you, and then we'll Should go to we do? I'll do quarterbacks now. I got to go with my man, Goat Brady. <laughs> He's got a first name. It's Tom. <laughs> oh. He's currently going as quarterback eight, which is after Burrow and Dak, which I find a little weird because Brady has never finished lower than seventh in Tampa Bay. Granted, that's only two years, but still, he's got the weapons. He loves to throw it and air it out there for some reason. I'm not scared that Godwin's gone. You still got Russell Gage, who's not bad, but I don't see him finishing lower than eight, nine, anywhere around there. Shit, he can even finish top five like he did last year. Top three, I think it was. See, that's what you're – I mean, that's the only kind of thing with him is you're getting no rushing floor with him. But you don't need it with him. Now, like I said, I, I was an advocate for Mike Evans. I mean, Tom Brady's got to throw the ball to someone. So if Mike Evans is going to have a good year, I'm Career thinking Tom year Brady, for both. He's going to have a decent year. It's just where are you getting Tom Brady. Um, that's that's my only thing. Um you said he, he has more weapons than Dak. The only one that I could, you could be iffy on is Burrow. You could, I, I suppose you're going to take Burrow over Brady. See, yeah. he's he's the safe pick. I mean, I went with him last year. Obviously, it panned out well. Um, but, man, he is going around like Aaron Rodgers, too, also. Taking you know, him over Rodgers. I'm taking him over there. I'm I know you like, won't take him over Dak, Dylan. No, no, I'm taking Russ Man over Tom as well, and I'm that's probably on that one because he's he's next with Russell too, which I also really like him too. But I, it's tough, and I'm probably taking Stafford ahead of Brady <laughs> as well. I don't know about I, that one. I might take Staff. I I can see the argument for Stafford right now. He's got more weapons with Chris Godwin out, no Gronk. Um, but it is Tom Brady. It's hard to bet against him. It is. Um, but, the one person and another little sneak preview. Uh, that's my guy, Russell Wilson. I, that's probably the one guy I would not be taking, uh, uh, you know, Tom Brady over. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you there too. Both of them are getting drafted too late. They both are. Of them are They're both good values. Both good values. Five to eight quarterbacks. That cluster of quarterbacks at like eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Excuse me. Is really they can fish anywhere. Right, is really good right there. To be honest yeah. with you, like if there is ever a year to wait on quarterbacks, I know we say it all year. It's it's deep, Gary. If you're listening, your ears your ears are probably ringing right now. Your hair's probably <laughs> on fire, but it's definitely a good time to wait on quarterbacks with how deep it is right now. It is. It is. Even you, with your guy that you're about to talk about too, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's yeah, you, even a few spots down, further down the list, and that's uh. Wait, wait, wait! Before we move on. Dean wants to know, Dak Prescott or Tom Brady? Tom. I'm going Dak. I go Dak in that situation. I like it. He finished. I'll <laughs> Let's leave go. It. Come on. Come on. Come nah, on. I'll leave it. I was going to say, he had to do some crazy shit to finish his quarterback eight last year. I yeah. know. And we look what Tom about... Brady had to do to finish his quarterback five. But he keeps year. doing that. He's going to lead the league in passing attempts, passing yards, and uh, completions. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, without Chris Godwin and, Bron- and Gronk? I mean, he's only gone six weeks, but yeah. It's not like they have the greatest running game. It's a, it's a tough task. Fat but... Lenny's back, bro. <laughs> Fat Lenny. <laughs> Fat Lenny. You could probably yeah, only guys. handle 15 carries. We we can move on to our next player, Dylan. Who's Who do you got? Kirky Cousins. My guy finished as QB 11 the last three years in a row, guys. In a run scheme or in a run first offense, guys, better offensive scheme with Kevin O'Connell coming over from the Sean McVay coaching staff. And um, yeah, everything's pointing in the direction for there. There's going to be much more volume in that offense. Um, he's got great weapons with Delvin Cook out of the backfield, Justin Jefferson, who I can, I think, teetering around the best wide receiver one in football, two. maybe. Yeah, no, could be wide receiver one this season. Um, you know, Adam Thielen's aging, but all he does is score touchdowns. Um, KJ Osborne, we saw him in the slot last year. He's a decent player. Uh, Irv Smith Jr. He's even coming back this year after missing all of last season as well. So 
Kirky's got all the weapons he needs. He's just kind of eh. And he's he not might... someone you love going out there picking, but he can yep. definitely help you. You don't have to pick him until the last few rounds of your draft because he's going as quarterback 16, guys. Like yeah, Derek, Derek Carr's going around there, like Damian Pierce, Albert O, Tua Tungo Vailoa, MVS, and then like, I'd take him over Tua, I think. I don't trust Tua. I don't trust Tua. I think Kirk is much safer than Tua, and I'm not going to say his weapons are better because that'd be a little silly, but uh, pretty good, man. Yeah, I I don't know if I'm targeting Kirk in a 10-team league or or a 12-team league. Good backup. Um, he, he would be a good backup if you're good with rostering two QBs. Uh, you know, super flex, he's fucking – he's tremendous. Um, he, he's your ideal QB, too, uh, with QB1 upside some weeks. Um, but other than super flex, I mean, personally, I'm probably just going to stay away from Kirk this year. Hmm. Anything to add? I... No, I like him because I think Justin Jefferson's going to have I, his best year. I like him. I'm not. I'm not taking you down at all. I'm not taking Kirk Cousins. Taking me down, man. He's taking me down. <laughs> I just think that's too late for quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In a, I, in a one quarterback league. I get that. Yeah. He uh, like I said, he never scored 30 points last season. 28 and a half was his most, but he ne- also never scored lower than 11 fantasy points. So. Yeah, if, if you like going kamikaze in your draft and wait until very late for a quarterback, Kirk Cousins is your perfect quarterback. Go get yeah. him. Yeah, and I love him, as my QB two, love him as my QB2 in Superflex Leagues. No doubt. Um, but right. yeah, let's uh, kick it back to Ike. Give us his next guy. I think LePlan has to do his quarterback, right? I was going to take it away from you. I was going to say Russell Wilson. I kind of gave a little sneak oh, preview. That's right, that's right. Uh, Yep, yep, yep. You're very forgetful. Um, He's going around 79th overall, Russell Wilson. QB9, right before Tom Brady. Um, I get it. Recency bias tells us Russell Wilson's, I mean, we're a little afraid of him because of the injury last year. I mean, that was the first time he was injured, guys. I mean, even with his, you know, first major injury last year, missing four games, he still finished as QB 15, right where Kirk Cousins is getting drafted. <laughs> um, other than that, he's been a QB one every year he's since he's been a starter, including three QB three finishes and a QB one finish in 2017. If you're looking for a guy late in drafts, like right in that sweet spot for quarterbacks, this is your best chance at a QB that is in that range to finish as your actual QB one this year. Now, is, is it likely to happen? Probably not. Cause Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> Justin Herbert, all of them. But if, if the, the least amount of things you need to happen for one of these guys in this range to finish as the QB one, I think that's Russell Wilson. He's got the weapons. He's got the coaching staff. Now he's got a defense. To get him. He's got a better O line. Absolutely. He's got the defense now. Um, to get him in better scoring position. Um, he still adds a little bit on the ground with the with his legs. It's not what he used to be, but it's still a, a little bit of a floor for him. I, I get it. He's coming into a new system, but look what Matthew Stafford did last year. If, and that's Matthew Stafford. Russell Wilson was a Hall of Famer before he got to the Broncos. Matthew Stafford is now probably going to be a Hall of Famer after going to the Rams. If If Stafford can do it, I think Russell Wilson can do it, guys. Sure. I mean, just just to even add to your point a little bit, I don't think you must mention this. The Seahawks were the had the slowest pace of offense in the league like the last three seasons too, with Russ as their quarterback. And you know that's going up Still in Denver up, under man. the yeah. You know, like you said, he was top three quarterback a couple times in there in the plan. It's sky's the limit this year for for Wilson to, in my eyes. I agree. Like what you said. I I mean. Gary disagrees with me and rightfully so he's got his opinion. Uh, I, I just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the weapons got worse. I, f- I feel like a little bit. Deeper. Like, he's I mean, if we're, talking three about and like a four stars, if we're talking about stars, yes, he lost out on a star like DK Metcalf. And mm-hmm. But if we're talking about overall depth and a full team around him, I think he's got the best chance, you know, since the Seahawks won the Super Bowl with having a complete team. Yeah. Can you name his last number three wide receiver? 
David uh, Moore. David Moore. And now it's yeah, Tim Patrick <laughs> or KJ Hamler. I'd rather Tim Patrick 10 times out of 10. So, no, I, I I get it. I completely get that side of the argument. And he's yeah, it's really close. New, yeah. He's coming into a new situation. It's, you know, quarterbacks just, and quarterbacks and wide receivers don't just click with chemistry. You Maybe get, Russell made those guys stars. And now he has a chance to make these guys even more stars. That is so. very possible. This is his opportunity to shine outside of it. Um, but if you guys don't have any disagreements, we can move on to uh, Ike's player. This is my last one, right? Or then our little tight end thing at the end. The guy I want most is definitely Austin Eckler. For sure. Going as running back three, which is just behind Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey. This may sound stupid, but I would take Austin Eckler over Christian McCaffrey like any day of the week. Even though Eckler misses some games too, McCaffrey's missed more. And I feel like I can't trust him anymore either. I'm just there. There's no chance, I'm telling you right now, there's no chance JT's falling to you at the third overall spot. So you're not getting JT. But around like, you know, C-Mac, Derrick Henry. Um, I like him more than Derrick too. I, I can make the case for it, but I mean, if Derrick Henry comes back healthy, if um, dude was on pace to crush it last year. He hit it, that it, age 28, man. Not good. He, he hit age 28. I get that. The first three years of his career, he barely hit. He barely broke a hundred carries. I mean, he doesn't have that full workload like a, a Zeke. I do Allen. gotta say though, in his past twenty-five games, he's only busted once, and he's finished as a top twenty-four running back eighty-six percent of the time too. So, I mean, if you want a consistent guy at running back, this is your dude. He he is Mister Consistency. I'll give you that. When healthy, I, by the way, I have to add that too. I mean, that's every player. Let's be honest. Fair. Um, I don't know. I just, I can make the case for possibly taking Derrick Henry over him, but I'm just afraid that this is a little bit of recency bias because I mean, this, we are coming off a year where there were a lot of running back injuries and Austin Eckler reaped the benefits of that. He even missed games too. He still finished RB3. I want to say he missed one, one, two or three. I think he played injured in a lot of them. Um, but he didn't. He only missed one, I believe. I think you're actually right with that one. Um, let me yeah, look. it just sucks. I loved where Eckler was going last year, and you yeah, guys just know won. I was the conductor on the Austin Eckler train, uh, where you could get him at like back end of the first round and early in the second round, and I love that. Now you got to pay up to get him. You got to pay up to get him. He score. Uh, did he score 16 touchdowns last year? That's a good question. I did. I was. Uh, I hope you guys aren't scared of Isaiah Spiller either. Like everyone keeps saying, like, watch out for Isaiah Spiller and stuff. It's like, no. I'm not about that life. They've been trying to they've been trying to draft a running back to kind of ease the workload off of uh Austin Eckler this whole time, and it it's not worked because he's either those guys aren't good or he's just so much better than all right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean He's he's phenomenal in the passing game, and that's what gives him this value. And I love the offense, tier. by the way. Yeah, the offense is uh, is fantastic. Uh, but that leads us into Laplante's next guy, right? Um, I was actually going to finish it off since uh, I gave you my fourth. Actually, just now, um, let you go, and then I'll finish it off. Okay, hold on. I'm looking up Austin Eckler's touchdowns. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. That's I was. Not, that's not right, is it? He's got to he... talk about the tight end too. <laughs> he had twenty total touchdowns last year. Somebody double yeah. check that, please. Not is sure. that really a thing? Yes, that is a thing. He had twelve rushing touchdowns, eight receiving. Uh, that's gonna go down. That's probably gotta go down. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, he's in a really good offense, so you never. I don't know. Who know the receiving probably. We we that. had the same argument about Aaron Jones, guys. And did it go down the next year when he hit 19 touchdowns? Yeah, it went down by a touchdown. He had 18. <laughs> Fair enough. Nice. Nice. So <laughs> the argument's there for Austin Eckler to do what Aaron Jones did. He's playing in a good offense like the Packers. Um, it's at least fantasy friendly. So I, I get that argument there. It's just if you don't have an early draft pick, sorry, you're not getting Eckler. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Tops, that's that's, add, that's the only thing. He's not really a pick, value. Yep. Right. So if you pick early, this is the guy you want. <laughs> yeah. Unless you pick number one. 
But uh, we could probably move on then to your player, player Dylan, uh, unless you want me to go I with should. it and you guys can finish with your your combo player. No, we're good. I got a couple guys left. I got uh, Kenny Galladay, guys. If you know me, you guys know my love for Kenny Galladay. I didn't love him last year and his value, but this year is just crazy value in my eyes. He's going as wide receiver 56 off the board. 56, guys. ADP 134 going around guys like MVS, Jarvis Landry, Rondell Moore, Jahan Dawson. I'm taking him over all them guys. He's the number one in the offense. Ike, I know you're going to say Kadarius, Tony, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but this is a guy that we saw with Matthew Stafford in Detroit. Their team wasn't good either. I get it. Matthew Stafford is better. It was than like Daniel four years Jones. ago. asshole. I get it. <laughs> Kenny Galladay finished as wide receiver nine and caught like four, 12 or 14 touchdowns. I should have been a little better prepared there, but whatever. <laughs> uh, I haven't even mentioned Brian Dabbles is head coach. Now the best head coach he's played for, you know, I just feel like he's just set up more for success this season by far than he was last season. And sorry. And he dealt with a hip injury or a hamstring during training camp. And it nagged yeah, sure. all season long. That's why he was caught dancing in the club with that hip injury. <laughs> let me add a mic come on go come on come on bring the All smoke right. you're we just had this actually last week um this this big rant about michael thomas i mean if i'm thinking about michael thomas here's michael thomas reincarnate kenny galladay he finished as your wide receiver nine a couple years ago he's been ancient injured, time he's actually been playing unlike michael thomas <laughs> And Can still almost finishing as bad as Michael Thomas, who did not play. Um, <laughs> okay, listen to me here, pal. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Did he even play it's last? Late, like, how, what did he finish his last round, year? It's a late round guy. I get it. You're throwing a dart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty five picks or twenty wide receivers. He's going twenty five wide receivers after Michael Thomas, though. That's the di- that's the difference here. Mike Thomas is going as wide receiver twenty five. God is fifty six. Michael Platt fifty six. I understand. I'm who were the receivers around him? I'm trying to look it up right now. MBS, Jahan Dotson. I'll take Jarvis Rondell Landry Moore, all day. Jarvis I'll Landry. take Mar- I'll take Russell Gage. I'll what about Rondell Moore? You'll take you'll take Jarvis Landry because you love the Saints offense. And led by Dennis Allen for some reason. I get it. <laughs> Jarvis Landry is a target volume, e- target monster. Even in Cleveland in a run heavy offense, we saw this. He was still fantasy relevant. So I think he can manage that in New Orleans. All right. Where your boy, Michael Thomas, you want to make a rant about probably not, might not even start the season. So Jarvis Landry, gimme. Marcus Valdez Scantling. I get it. He, you? He might, he, yeah, he's going to have like- his. He, He's going to have his bust weeks, but he's going to have his Patrick Mahomes weeks. is going to be tell him to sit down because he's going to drop the ball too many times. Uh, say, man, he had all the chances in the world to succeed with one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game, and that was Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron couldn't trust him either. If he didn't trust him, why did he keep throwing to him? Marquez's thing was he couldn't stay Obviously, healthy. so he could drop, and he <laughs> dropped the ball quite often. I get I that. Like. <laughs> his team just gave him $10 million a year, more than Juju Smith-Schuster. That's yeah. wild. That's yeah. so stupid. They're going to yeah. incorporate him. Again, yeah, act like Russell. Juju's never done I'll a thing a, in his life. I'll take Russell Gage, who's six weeks without Chris Godwin over him. I'll take Tyler Boyd, who's in a much better offense than him. Um, Who, Kenny Galladay? Uh, yeah, Kenny Galladay. Oh, Hell, I yeah. think I might even take a chance on Alan Lazard. Over no, Kenny please Galladay. don't say that. I will. I will. Dude's going to be blocking half the time. I hate to Kenny Galladay is probably going to be cut after this year, guys. <laughs> it's That's possible. Fine. That's fine, but uh, and at it's least not because he'll, he'll put up a top thirty-six fantasy season before he gets cut. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's complete... not because he was good. That's not the reason he's going to get cut. Because if he was good, he'd be worth the eighteen million dollars they signed him for a year. It's complete blasphemy that he's going as wide receiver fifty-six. I get that. I yeah, that's it. a little low. That is low. It is low. Stupid I, low. <laughs> it's recency bias. The man didn't even play last year, did he? I mean, I know. two games. My problem is, is we've seen, we've seen it, guys. We've seen it from him. We've seen it with like, a different wide receiver. That was like four we've years ago. We've seen it with a different twenty nineteen dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> We're close to four years. All right, I get it. All right, 
All right. And LaFlante. also a different quarterback, <laughs> Matthew Stafford, who then went to the Rams and look what he did for Cooper Cup. Let's move on. I will gladly take Kenny Galladay with the last pick of my draft. All the time. <laughs> no, you gotta take a kicker in that league, though. You 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 can have him all day. I'm gonna move on to my guy here, and you're gonna give me shit all you want. I don't care. The mics get no respect in the ADP, and this is Mike Williams who I'm talking about. He's going as overall 62. Um, that's just around the sixth round, um, early sixth round, and then wide receiver 25 guys. Wide receiver 25. That is literally high-end wide receiver three. All right, this guy finishes wide receiver 12 last year. I know you're going to come back with me with some consistency stat, Dylan. Hold it. I get it. <laughs> Hold. He finishes wide receiver 12 last year. You know who finishes wide receiver 11 last year? Keenan Allen, the most consistent receiver on this team. And he only finished one spot below him. All right, now get this. Keenan Allen is being drafted as wide receiver 11 right now. Being drafted as a 29th overall player. That's, that's mid kind of that's mid third round. Where you're getting him literally where he finished last year. You're drafting him at his absolute ceiling. Because as we know, you don't have much. All right. The person in this offense who has the ceiling and that's gonna take this offense to the next level, as okay. soon as they realize it, is Mike Williams. They gave it to Eckler last year. <laughs> they didn't even make it to the playoffs. Dude had 20 touchdowns. They got to get Mike Williams. It's because Staley fucked up, man. Oh, you're going to blame the coach. He called a timeout. Mike Williams is going around players like Mike Thomas, Dalton Schultz, Allen Robinson, who quit last year. I don't want somebody who's going to quit on my team. I'm sorry. He quit on the Bears. Most people do. I feel bad for Justin Fields and you guys then. Same. Um, (laughs) He's going around CEH, Miles Sanders, Damian Harris. Give me Mike Williams all day over all those players. I'd have to agree with that too. I want that upside. I, this is just absurd value. I get the consistency, Dylan, but overall he finished as a wide receiver 12 last year. So if you kept him in your, you kept him in your uh, lineup those weeks, he won you those weeks. Yeah. He might've lost you those weeks, but if you drafted well, overall, you could sustain a Mike Williams down week. Yeah. He needs to stop jumping in the air while catching the ball. <laughs> yeah, he does uh definitely does struggle with injuries and that might have been the reason why he struggled last season towards the end of the year. Um yeah, I don't hate where he's going, Mike. Like he said he's going as wide receiver 25 like and that's a low end wide receiver 2, wide receiver 3. He's just boomer bust to me. There was right. a, a, again he has boomer bust. I get that. Seven times last year where he was under eight fantasy points and that will just kill you. Uh, but Not like you said, the ceilings, well. like you said, the ceilings there, he scored 36 and 33 points in PPR weeks. And that's great. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's just, you're getting Mike Williams literally at his floor wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three, low end wide receiver two. Dude, you're he has a chance of outscoring Keenan Allen. Exactly. And that, and Keenan Allen was a wide receiver one last year. Justin Herbert showed it last year that, I mean, granted, it was 11 and 12. He showed that he can support two wide receiver ones, unlike somebody like Joe Burrow, who's projected to be able to support two wide receiver ones this year, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Herbert's done it. I'm going to bet every time on past um, past performance. And It would have been done if T. Higgins didn't get hurt. Hey, past performance is past performance. Small sample size. I get it. But give me Mike Williams. On to the next. Solid value. But, yeah, this is the last guy. We're going to wrap it up here. Um, and who better to to leave for last than Cole Komet, guys? Oh, it has tight end 14 off the board right now. Going around a tight end like Hunter Henry, much rather have Cole Komet. Hunter Henry is completely touchdown dependent. Cole Komet is honestly the opposite of that since he didn't catch any touchdowns <laughs> last year. Uh, but like Tyler Boyd, Alexander Madison, and Albert O as well. Um, I get it. The offense isn't good. It's going to be better, though, guys. Komet saw 94 targets last season. Five out of the top six tight ends that finished as top six tight ends. I probably said that a little stupid, but you know what I mean. They all saw 100 targets. Combat was only six away, and he finished as I want to say tight end fourteen or fifteen. And they didn't have any weapons. 
They didn't add any weapons. And like I said, he didn't catch any touchdowns last year, guys. If he can Dude, five, two, oh, three. If he catches five touchdowns this year and sees 100, 110 targets, Mike, he's going to finish as a top six to eight tight end. I promise you. And he's going – I don't promise you, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, tight end 14 off the board, he's the perfect punting tight end strategy guy. If you're going to punt tight end, yes. I that, agree with that, 100%. I would take just, him over Dawson the, Knox. The, the one argument I have against him is I don't know if I'd take him over Dawson Knox. Really? Um, Dawson Knox had some weird stats last year that got him did, up that high. He did, and it was very touchdown dependent. But you know what? That's a very high-scoring offense that those touchdowns might not regress. Totally fair. Where um, Cole Komet, yes, the offense should do a little bit better, but how much better? Um, but other than that, I'm, I'm totally on board with you. If you're punting tight ends, go Cole Komet. Hell yeah. I, I do got to put up Joe's comment here. He wanted to comment about Mike Williams. After week five, he was wide receiver 20 rest of the way. I get That's that, so fine. Joe. That's but you're so drafting okay. him as you're yeah. drafting him as wide receiver twenty five, so that's still good value. Even so, if that's the case, and you have potential to be a wide receiver one on any week, mm-hmm. but yes, I get that argument as well. Mm. Um, anything else you maybe want to talk about with these? Oh guys? boy, he was wrong. Wide receiver twenty nine. Oh well, that, that seems to make more sense. Yeah, I was All gonna right. say wide receiver twenty is not terrible, I suppose, but wide receiver twenty nine is like, oh, okay, nine point right. eight points on average, Joseph. I get it, and you know what? The Chargers hopefully get it too, and see that they didn't make the playoffs using Austin Eckler like a workhorse. They come on, why do you keep saying Austin? He scored twenty touchdowns, twenty touchdowns, and it worked. I just, for him, I, I think it's incredible value for Mike Williams. That's that's my only thing right now. Um, just going around the players because I don't even know. Did I name the players that he was going around? Devontae Smith. Uh, yeah, no, he that's did. Right. Mike, Mike Thomas, Thomas Dalton Schultz, yep. Allen Robinson. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about somebody who sucked, you know, the second half of the year, Joe. Let's talk about Allen Robinson. Dude, um, he sucked all year, all right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so if I'm going between Mike Williams and Allen Robinson, give me Mike Williams all day. That's, that's the only reason I'm taking Mike Williams right here. Other than that, I think we could probably wrap things up boys yeah i think we're good i just want to throw uh something out real quick terry mclaurin actually signed a contract extension was it three years 70 something million dollars that's your boy i reported it i don't know well, I, did, I didn't report it i retweeted it oh, uh, three-year extension worth up to 71 million top that's five cool. highest paid wide receivers now damn I d- I don't love it that he stayed in Washington, but in school they threw money his way. It doesn't make much sense when you draft Jahan Dotson in the first round, but so just giving him some help. Yep, just giving him some help. But yeah, I think we could close it down. Um, <laughs> like I, like I said at the beginning of the show, uh, please like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts, and uh, please and the Fantasy Six Pack YouTube channel. And please head on over to fantasy6pack.net and check out the uh, memberships we got going on over there. Um, it's a great deal. Great deal right it now, is. guys. And you'll always be up to date on information because I won't be reporting it, but I'll be retweeting it there. Yep. And then uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dclemens2222. You can follow Mike Bonnie at ike2121. And follow Michael Plant at be like underscore Mike. And obviously find all our written content over at fantasy All right, guys. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Peace out.